All right, guys, welcome to episode 63 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we're going to talk about Jungle Cruise. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you my quick review on Returnal. Talk about Rick and Morty. Um, Ever's going to tell you to go watch this brand new film um, called Top Gun, starring Tom <laughs> Cruise. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA draft and, you know, how we're all super invested and we're, we did a whole bunch of research before we talked about it. Um, Kevin Durant being like the coolest NBA superstar with the biggest fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then we're going to tie it all up with a real fucking uh, skills and rainbows uh, topic, you know, and then, you know, why Overwatch 2 and, and Diablo 4 are tainted forever. Um, mm-hmm. but, but first... Per usual, uh, mm-hmm. let's start with what we've been watching. Um, do yeah. you want to start? Or do you want me to go? Um, I can go. I can go real okay. quick. I can just get get the first one. Um, so this week I watched uh, Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. with uh, The Rock and Emily Blunt, um, and it's based on the I think Disneyland or Disney World theme park ride, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, you know this one just came out. It's a huge budget one, um, and. Um, I guess ultimately it's okay. I think there's, I think I feel a lot, I feel about this a lot, how I feel about, um, like Mortal Kombat, um, where there's, you know, some pretty good things or some things that I, I would say, you know, make it worthwhile. It's not like Snake Eyes, which I didn't like it much. Um, but there's also like some stuff that kind of leaves you lacking. Um, I could just, okay. I, I can't really go into detail because it's like, you know, what is enjoyable is pretty much like, you know, Emily Blunt and The Rock's chemistry. I think they're both great in their roles. I think they, they sort of play off one each other, one another very well. I think uh, Jesse Plemons makes a good villain. Um, there's like some good, I guess, like side villains or like, you know, lower tier villains that remind me a lot of the Pirates movies where they're like completely made out of CG. And I think they, they look amazing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what I don't like is... Um, the movie seems to be. It doesn't reach. Well, I guess I should say it. It doesn't reach the heights of the pirates movies, but just because literally they are not filming, like where they where they are, which makes sense because like you know it takes place in the Amazon and to film there or to film on the river you'd have to fucking get a giant ass crew <laughs> and the rock and one hundred fifty million dollar uh, you know like crew and move them down to brazil and then like have them film in the deep deep jungle in the amazon and then have it all look consistently great and not look just like the same jungle or different jungle um and that's what sets this one apart from pirates movies is that the pirates movies you know you watch them especially the first one everything looks like they're there right like when they get marooned on like um the um the what's it called the um i forget the island but it's just like him and elizabeth swan and they're in the island right. it's like they are there right they, when they mm-hmm. 
You know, everything other than I think the set where they have all the treasure, that's like a set set, right? Right, right. But right, in this right. one, it's like they're on the boat and it's pretty clear that they're like on a boat in front of a giant green screen. Like it doesn't look uh, natural. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it, it steals some of the charm, especially because some of the early scenes are like in this small town, which looks like they actually built it. Right. And you in like the, the human eye knows what the sun looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. So like when, um, you know, when they're. Like, you go, oh, this is, like, cool. They're, like, in a town with, like, some fucking docks. And there's, like, a sub-sequence that's pretty good early on. But then everything after that, once they go on the actual jungle cruise, it's like, oh, they're not actually there. So that's one thing I didn't like. And then the other thing I didn't like is just that the the movie is just edited to shit. Like, Like, the action scenes you understand and they're pretty good action scenes in terms of like you can tell what's going on you can tell the the the, the geography especially the early one where it's like a right. sub where it's chasing them in like this little bay thing um but then like they'll be having a conversation it's so weird because like the rock and emily blunt will be on the boat and i'll just be the two of them uh emily blunt's character's brother is there too but he like leaves some scenes so that the two of them can be like you know romantic and charming with each other right, Ooh, right. and like you would think that the camera would just like sort of stand still and let them talk and let them breathe and be fucking charismatic to each other because they're both so so good and they just bounce off the screen but then the movie will be like it'll like it'll be a close-up of the rock and then a close-up of emily blunt's face and then like a, a different close-up of like the rock's face but like from another angle and then it'll be it, 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 it's just like I, I was like just let these just relax like i feel anxious just being in these scenes with these people because i want them just to sit be charming toward one another you know like do some close-ups maybe of, like, hands touching or something on accident. Like, and the, all the dialogue scenes were like that. To the point where I was like, well, clearly they f- fucked something up and they had to go back and, you know, do a lot of recording and stuff. It's like a... God, what is it? I saw a video clip of... God, it, I, I feel like it won... It was either won or it was nominated for, like, best editing. and people. Like, oh, for Bohemian your- Rhapsody. Yes, and people are mm-hmm. like, you're out of your fucking yes. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A conversation of them at the like a, a dining room table outside, right? Mm-hmm. And it like mm-hmm. just cut like every yes. fucking like half sentence. So it just, like, just like, kept cutting around back and forth. They're like, what is mm-hmm. that? Dude? So imagine that, but like during these scenes here, and so I'm like, oh my god, it's exhausting, which is so different. And of course, you know, the last thing that sets it apart from these the pirate movies is that. Well, I guess two more things. One very small. One, of course, is that it doesn't have Jack Sparrow, right? It doesn't have that character, this iconic Oscar-nominated character that that. Right. But then this. But then my last point is that it sort of feeds into that, which is that which is that the Pirates movies are fucking weird, and they are weird, and they're all like Gore Verbinski, the director. It's like all his vision, and it's, it's this like off-kilter sensibility, which Jack Sparrow stems from, and it's like this weird, like if you rewatch them anytime soon, you'll see you're like this is not. You don't get movies like these anymore. And so I think that's what it, this one's missing, which this one feels kind of like, you know, San Andreas Could or any of the other the rock, the movies The Rock has been making in the last few days, the last few years. You know, not as good as Jumanji because Jumanji at least has, you know, Jack Black and Kevin Hart, which are very naturally funny. Much, much, maybe not as charismatic as The Rock, but funnier than The Rock. Right. And so it's missing that weirdness. that Because, you know, that that's why the, the Pirates movies have been so successful. It's because... You know, anything that that is huge that people relate to is because either the characters or the, the, the movie themselves are weird, and that's what this is missing. This feels very sanitized, very like we're gonna just gonna copy everything. I mean, we'll get a big star, we'll put him in a weird place, we'll put him in like wacky, semi supernatural settings, and boom, we're making money. 
and right. that can only take you so far. And I feel like we saw that we see the limits in Jungle Cruise. Um, so what I suggested, yeah, sure. I mean, you could do a lot worse. It's a fun time. Like I said, the two of them are very charismatic and make it through. But would mm-hmm. I be like, this is amazing? Oh my god, this is like the peak Disney stuff. Like you know, like this is like as good as Jungle Book or as good as um, you know, Pirates. No, no, and right. I don't, I don't think it it reaches those heights at all. Not even Pirates yeah. Two. So. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I actually feel like I've only ever seen the first Pirates, and I feel like I remember liking it, but I, I like never saw any of the other ones. But mm. just through sheer like, uh, even like zeitgeist, like I mm-hmm. even still like Jack Sparrow's in memes. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that shit's so old and like. I feel like the last one or two of them weren't very good, right? No, I don't know no. How many there's been, but like, there's yeah, there's five in the last two. The, of course, they make the fatal error of making him the main character in the last two, and they're not very good. Um, right. But the first three, well, the first one I think is like perfect blockbuster filmmaking. I think right. I rewatched it a couple months ago, and it is like you know, um, how can I say? It? You know how I say like. Um, like the Avengers is like perfect summer blockbuster, like just the perfect like what you want from a summer movie. That's right. Pirates One. Like Pirates One is like Jaws. It's like Independence Day. It's like who, the people who were making it were like firing on all cylinders. Um, right. And then two and three are, are good. They're solid. They're weird, which makes them rewatchable. Um, but yeah, I think they're they're definitely below one. And I think it's very hard for a movie to replicate one. But yeah, it's um they're very very good, and I say if, if you I mean you have Disney Plus, I, I would say definitely give it a, a rewatch, and you'll be like holy shit, this is almost a lightning in a bottle movie. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely give it another watch. Um. So I guess the next thing I'll go with um mm-hmm. is let's see, I'll start with uh I finished Returnal. Um, finally went back to that fucking car, unlocked it. Um. The ending, so it does not wrap everything in a tidy little bow for you. I feel like it gives you all the information that you need and then tells you, like, I think you can figure it out from here. And you know what I mean? Like, and and it leaves like that. And I kind of love it. Like, I've mm-hmm. been piecing together what the fuck, like, is going on in this game after beating it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I already talked about how I was trying to figure out the fuck was going on before. But even mm-hmm. after beating it, like, a friend and I have, like, for a solid, like, three or four days now, mm-hmm. like, figured out more and more of it without any more information, if that makes sense. Like, like piecing together, like, separate things that we knew were connected, it's like now we can connect them like across the map, like it was like if you had left, like you connected everything on the left side to itself, everything on the right side to itself. Like mm-hmm. this ending, I feel like gave you just enough to start piecing the left and right together, right? Mm-hmm. And then like mm-hmm. as like I've thought about it more, and it's like you connect one part of it, and you're like, oh okay, that's how it is. And then like an hour later, you'll be like, oh well, that means this, like you know what I mean? And it's like all starting to mesh together, and and. I want to, I'm stuck at this weird point where, like, I want to listen to what other people have thought. And, like, the thing is, is because the game, I don't feel, gives you, like, the most concrete answer. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm never, the thing is, I want to see what other people have thought without, 
than feeling like I got told everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. I want to be able to piece it together myself. And the thing is, I've pieced together what I believe to be a great chunk of it. Mm-hmm. If not, like, like probably eighty-five to ninety percent of it, and I want to listen to what other people have to say. But if they start piecing together like mounds and mounds and mounds of other shit that I hadn't gotten to yet, I'm gonna be disappointed. So I'm walking this tightrope of like, I want to hear what other people have to say to like, I, I, like I want confirmation on what I'm thinking if it's right. But then it's like, but then if I'm not right and they hit me with a bunch of other shit that makes way more like makes way more sense, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be devastated. So like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like not sure when to jump in and listen to what other people have to say. Um, but it's, it's fucking solid. I, I would say, so this came out in April. Um, the PS5 launched last November, last November. So this means it was like in, out in the first five months. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know if we would, I don't know what the definition of a launch title is. Like, if it's considered a launch title because it was, like, announced before the PS5 even came out, I don't even know mm-hmm. if that's true. But either way, like, I would say it's easily one of the best games to be released early in a any system's life, lifespan. Like, oh, damn, okay. Like, it is... Alright, so you remember how you talked about, like, when you first got the PS5? Mm-hmm. You were like, mm, what do I have to play? Like, there's not much out, but blah, yeah. blah, blah. This, to me, was one of those where it's like, if you got a PS5 and you weren't sure what to play and you happened to pick this up, mm. then, like, this was the thing. This would have been, like, one of the things where when you were done, you're like, oh, this made it all worth it. You know what I mean? Like, mm, like this is, okay. it's, I give it a 10 out of 10. I, I think uh, the gameplay, the way it's done is a 10 out of 10. The story, the story is maybe a 9.5, but the way it's told is a 10. You know what mm. I mean? Like, like. And the thing is, like, I could probably dock it for some small little things here and there. But, like, at the end of the day, if I'm talking about, like, a story-driven mystery slash roguelike type game, like, I I have no idea what another game would do better. You know what I mean? Like I said, I can point to, like, some little ticky-tack things here about, like, yeah. maybe, you know... like nitpicks, yeah. Right. But, like, at the end of the day... I feel like any game is going to have some of those nitpicks, and a lot of games are not going to nail everything else as well as this this studio nailed this one. So, um, if you have any interest at all in this game, I would one hundred percent recommend picking it up. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely want to, especially after hearing you talk about it and like how deep the lore is and stuff. I um yeah, I'll definitely pick it up. Right now, I'm you know, still working on Days Gone, but you know, after I finish that, I definitely want to check it out and. You know, see how much it is and, and give it a chance. Please do. Because I, I want to... I'm going to, like, write down a list of, like... Or I'm going to, like, explain everything as it is in my head right now, like, a week after playing it. Mm-hmm. Or a week after finishing it. And then whenever you eventually finish it, I want to come to you and, like, not tell you everything I've learned. Because at some point, like, I'll probably end up listening to something. But, yeah. like, read from you this document. And be like, did you put these pieces together? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to see, like... <laughs> Just to see, like, to bounce it off of someone, just to see if it even, you know, makes sense that way to somebody oh. else. Yeah, dude, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I definitely do that, yeah. So, yeah, so definitely, uh, like I said, 10 out of 10, recommend to anybody. Like, if you're the type of person that has the patience to deal with something that might be, like, kind of brutally hard, because mm-hmm. it is, it is, it is, it is very hard, and that's kind of the point of the genre. So, like, it's a 10 out of 10, but I, it's hard for me to recommend it to like 
everyone. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like there, if you're someone who like just isn't comfortable with a lot of mechanics and you know can get overwhelmed easy in a game and you just like kind of like leisurely pay stuff, this is mm-hmm. never going to be the thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, like if you think you can get through it, and, or, or even if you think it'll be a challenge, if you can still force yourself to keep playing past the point where you might would normally quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a hundred percent worth it. It's incredible. Oh, so, okay. Damn. Then yeah. Then I'll, yeah, I'll move it to the, to the top of my list after I finish um, days gone. Yeah. And if for what it's worth, I mean, I have no clue. I, I could probably look it up right now, but I'm not going to considering mm-hmm. it came out in April and it's not really a multiplayer game in any sort of way. I would have mm-hmm. to imagine you could probably find, is, do you have the disc or the digital version of the PS5? I have the disc, yeah. You could probably find a used copy somewhere cheap, if I had to take a guess. You know what I mean? It's been out okay. for four months, and it's largely a single-player experience, so yeah. I, I, it would not surprise me if a lot of people traded in when they're done okay. with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, even but, like a, you know, 10 bucks off, 20 bucks off, 15 I, I mean, that's it's not nothing. Right, exactly. So I, I would definitely recommend picking it up. Okay, and, cool. and yeah. for what it's worth, I think it's... I think it's worth the full fucking seventy. If if that's like the only like if there was no way to get it cheaper and you just uh-huh. had to pay the full seventy, I I would still recommend it if it was the type of game you think you'd be into. Mm, okay, okay. All right, so that's that's uh, what I've been playing, kind of. Um, I guess let me let me just touch on my other one that I've been playing real quick, just because yeah. it's super short. Mm-hmm. Um, I restarted God of War. It's one of my favorite games on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I restarted it and I did an absolutely foolish thing. Which is that, like, I had beaten the game, um, and I decided when I wanted to play it, I was like, I heard there's a whole bunch of crazy new stuff in the new game plus, so I started with that, and then mm-hmm. in my head, I, like, I beat it the first time on a normal, normal difficulty. If I ever replay something, I always play it on the max difficulty, because, like, what's the point if I'm just gonna play through it on the same difficulty? Mm-hmm. So, I, I set it to, there's, like, easy, challenging, hard, God of War, so mm-hmm. I chose God of War Plus because it's New Game Plus. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's because it chose God of War or if, it's probably because it's New Game Plus, right? They have given me no tutorial, so like <laughs> I think that because it's New Game Plus, they're like, oh, you just beat the game and you're playing through it again. We don't need to give you a tutorial. Like you must know how to play it, correct? You've already beaten it. Uh, yeah. The thing is, is it's been like two fucking years since I've played this game, and so like. I'm in the hardest difficulty with the hardest shit, and the God of War difficulty is like everything's over leveled and way stronger than me. So like I have, it has taken me like four hours, and I'm like I haven't even left the fucking house yet. Like it's so fucking oppressively hard. Like every every single enemy in the game so far, like just the regular ones, are just mm-hmm. fucking two hits, and I'm dead. Like Jesus even with Christ. all my like strong gear from. The last game like it's mm-hmm. so ridiculous did you um did you download do you have it on the the what is it the 60 frames the fps the 4k actually 60? now that i think about it i don't even know if i checked which option i had it uh like set to yeah because um, it I, looks so much smoother like i i was playing well i you know i downloaded the uh the update whenever that dropped I think I mentioned it a couple months ago, and I didn't, I didn't play that much, but probably like an hour. But it just looks so much better. And I meant to go back and do like the little side missions that I sort of just left hanging, um, but I kind of um, just didn't never got back to it. But I right. remember it looking really, really smooth. Yeah, I have to check and see because I, I feel like there might be 
a couple options or settings. And my guess is if, if there's not and it's just a straight upgrade, then I feel like it probably automatically downloaded. Mm-hmm. I would think. Um, it probably so did, I, yeah. It should have. I, I don't remember like asking it to download or anything like that. I mean, it it's 100% like super beautiful looking. So, again, it, it having been two years since I played it, you know what I mean? Like, it, I may mm-hmm. not notice all the intricacies of like the better, more stable frame rate. Uh, but either way, it's still just fucking impeccable looking. Um, incredibly hard, and <laughs> but it, but it's still fun. So nice. Um, got real quick. I I got mm-hmm. to I finished the fight with the stranger, and oh, that is just okay. one of the fucking best fights in the like. Oh, chef's kiss. So like, good, I, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking good. That's like, the I, one where I was like, you know, I, I played it the first time, and and you face like some of the like the skeletons and stuff, and I was like, yeah, this is, you know, it's fine. You just kind of like push your buttons and defend a little bit, whatever, right? Right. And then you get to that, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, and I, again, had it on, like, God of War plus difficulty, so that fight took a while. But, mm-hmm. like, just, like, you, I, one of the things that, like, games like this do, like, I, I just buy in super hard for whatever reason. Like, I literally, like, I did not equip a weapon the whole time. I was like, no, nah, fuck this. Like, like because he's fighting hand-to-hand, and, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm Kratos, the god of war. And, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, nah, fuck it. I'm fighting hand-to-hand. So we're just, like, <laughs> brawling, fist-fighting, just duking it the fuck out out there. Like, and the thing <laughs> is, I have all my stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I have runes in my axe and, like, the, the the blades of chaos. You know what I mean? Like, the old fucking god of war blades. I'm like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm beating you to death with my bare hands. Like, <laughs> so... Definitely into that. Um, so, what, what else do you want to touch on? Yeah, yeah. so I can uh, wrap up with the last two things that I did big this week. Um, one is, uh, well, the first one is Top Gun. I, I, so, I, I, they had Top Gun at the Alamo. Um, okay. And I always try to go to the Alamo to watch old movies if it's one that I love um, or it's one that I haven't seen before. In Top Gun, I had actually never seen before. It would, I've it was, also never seen Top Gun before. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I was always like, you know, I, I, it's kind of like, like you were saying, like, like Jack Sparrow, where you like sort of just take it in through osmosis. Um, it was like that. It's like I knew all the stuff, like Gooseman and Maverick. You don't leave your wingman and the right. Need for Speed and all that shit, right? And um, like the parodies of the like the love scene and and the the constant danger zone and all that shit. So basically, I knew the movie without having seen the movie, and then watching it is very bizarre because it, it's it's you know it's cheesy, it's eighties, but it's actually like a super simple story. Like it's basically Tom Cruise and a friend go to flight school, and then there's like one action scene at the end, and like that's it, like that's all it is, right? Oh, really? So I I thought it was like you know like um I'm trying to think like. Like political intrigue, and you know, there's like Russia scenes, and like maybe it's like Cold War, and then you like train, and it's like a, it. You imagine based on its on on what it's about, like this massive like Goodfellas like epic, like just massive movie. When in fact, it's actually relatively small, right? Like it's just right. this guy who's kind of a hothead going to flight school. He does a couple of classes. One of them gets his friend killed, and then he fights like uh, Russians in like the last twenty minutes, which felt kind of not tacked on because it, it sort of completes his arc, but it also was like, whoa, okay. So oh, that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but you can see why people love it. One thing that I thought was going to be ass, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm excited to see the characters because I've always heard the characters are good, like Ham and Goose or whatever. But the thing that I really thought was cool was 
the camera work. I thought I, I was expecting them, you know, from the 80s to not have a good way to do like the the, the dog fighting stuff but right. some of the stuff was really good like they just strap these cameras to these jets and like you have these great shots where like it's taking off but you see like the wheels and you see the you know it running off and then it just like takes off which right. i'm sure is a shot that influenced the shot that i loved in godzilla versus kong um right. and so yeah so that's it you know it's top gun it's like, I don't know, like, I, I, I usually do, you know, like, movie reviews and stuff, but I didn't do one for this one because I was like, well, like, what can I say that hasn't already been said, been said right? right. M- much than, other than, my brand like, new take on this fucking critically acclaimed movie that's been around for 30 years. Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, like a t- cornerstone. It's like saying I'm going to review The Godfather, right? Like, what can I say in 15 seconds that hasn't already been said and read written books about and, you know. Or, like, Jurassic Park. It's like, oh, you know, it's a funny movie. Funny movie right? Um, I just thought it was interesting because I was like, I'm going to go into this having seen the movie without seeing the movie. And now that I've seen the movie, I'm like, I get it. But it's, um, I've already seen it, if that makes any sense. It's kind of right. like, like watching a movie after reading the book, right? You go like, oh, like it's, this is... Exactly You're just seeing like connecting tissue from the thing right, right. Done. It was, it was, it was. You know, Sydney and I both agreed because she had never seen it, but she knew all this stuff as well. And she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of weird, like you know, uh, watching it now." And, and she enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it, and you know, now I'm very, very excited for the sequel that comes out in November. Um, and that's also one of the reasons I watched it this time is because I wanted to watch that one. But yeah, so Pop Gun, I guess watch it. I don't know. I, I can't read. You know, it's not like Jungle Cruise. It's like you, you've either seen it or you haven't, and if you haven't, you're probably not gonna, because it's <laughs> right. Top Gun. Like you've missed it this long in life, then you probably aren't gonna see it. But I would say check it out if you've seen the trailers for the new ones, and the new ones are like, "Ooh, that looks interesting." They they put like these IMAX cameras on these giant fucking planes and just flew them. That looks awesome. <laughs> then I would say check this one out, so you know like what kind of a hothead Maverick is, or maybe like other characters that are gonna pop up. Right. Um, and yeah, so that's Top Gun. And the other thing, super fast, is uh, so Billie Eilish had a new album come out uh, this past mm-hmm. Friday, and it's called Happier Than Ever, and it's great. Um, I think it's it's not quite the same sound as her other stuff, which is a lot more like atmospheric trap, um, what can I say? Uh, what's a good like Ariana Grande does bubblegum trap but this is like trap soul kind of sound it's not that this is more like a usual sort of like a, like a jazzier sort of smoother uh, more classical sound um, gotcha. but it's very good I would say if you like her stuff check it out um, I, I there's like a couple of songs in there that'll definitely make my top 10 at the end of the year um, but okay. if you're a fan I would say check it out. If you're not a fan, I actually don't know if if I would say this is more accessible than her last one or or that one is. I mean, that one won Grammy of the or album of the year at the Grammys. It won like four or five Grammys. So right. maybe this one's more accessible than that one. But they're both great. Um, and this one's you know it's a you know hot streak. Nothing short of like a, you know at 19, seven Grammys, two Grammys for records of the year. Nothing short of. Uh, like, you know, like a child prodigy. Well, not child anymore, but like a prodigy at this point. Um, right. And so, yeah, just continuing her hot streak. Yeah, it's called uh, Happier Than Ever. Um, as someone who literally could not name you uh, a single Billy Eilish song. Um, like that even you, Bad Guy? That one was huge. It was on the radio. I, you, you saying the name 
Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar, but I have no idea how the song even goes. Like, like mm. I, I feel like I can catch like in my mind's eye, like I can, I can hear like like the song like fade out, or maybe right, like, right. or maybe like the beat drops as she says the words "bad guy." I don't know. Like, yeah. either way, mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that's in my head. But like, I couldn't tell you what the rest of the song is at all. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll give this one a shot. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I may, yeah. I, I mean, may not. Some of the beats are, are uh, really, really good. And one's called uh, Oxytocin, I think. That, that, oh, that beat is, like, so smooth and, like, just like has, like, this fucking just, like, underlying bass that I love. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, give it a chance. Um, it's, it's Some of the songs are a little longer. They're a little bit softer. But some of them are definitely, like, her old stuff, which is, like, this, like, great, like, metallic... Uh, trap Yeezus sort of sounding stuff. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I might give it a shot. Um, mm-hmm. I do have excess time on my hands, considering you know I was gonna block out time for Donda, which is still, <laughs> still, still two weeks that year. The works. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I wanted to, to end on was um, I've been finishing up Rick and Morty. I think I'm like one or two episodes away from being done with season four, which is I think all there is right now right like i don't think there's a yeah. season five currently well the season five is the one that's airing right now oh okay so it doesn't mm-hmm. my guess is that's not on hulu yet i'm assuming no. it has mm-hmm. to finish and then it ends up on hulu yep 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 okay so uh having not seen any of season five i'm almost done with season four uh, i'm trying to think if there's any standouts off the top of my head and the from season I've... four season four or the end of season three um, um, season four, I loved the Vat of Acid episode. Yes, okay. I thought that I, one was the, great. The Vat of Acid was pretty solid. Um, God, he makes them fake the Vat of Acid at the end. Yeah, the, the, the fake skeletons. And then the one that I love at the end of season three is the one with the different Mortys. Mortys killing Mortys. Oh, yeah. Same so The cop, it's just Morty killing Mortys. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. That was so good because you know it does the cop thing, it does like the coming of age thing, and then it does like the uh, the politician, like the political thriller, all three in one. I think I think it sort of nails all three, and and you you don't have to get all of them because you know like oh this is Stand by Me or this is a uh, Training Day and this is like a uh, fucking you know all the King's Men or whatever you know. Right. So I I think looking at all of these, I really think. Like, the Morty one's great. Um, the Vat of Acid is great. But, like, ha- almost finishing season four, I kind of feel like they... L- it also could just be because I'm binging it, and maybe I'm just, you know, because it's all there, I'm starting to get tired of it a little bit, but I don't mm-hmm. know that that's true. I, I feel like season four, maybe they kind of lost their way a little bit. Um I don't really know. I just feel like it, it very clearly isn't as solid as season three. And maybe that's not losing your way. Maybe you just, you know, had a season. But, like, I feel like season three, there were, like, you know, three or four episodes where, like, when I was done, I was like, oh, that was just amazing. And, like, mm-hmm. this one, like, even the Vat of Acid, which I, I loved, like, still, when I was done, I wasn't just like, oh, that was amazing. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. there's there's something missing, and I have no idea what. Mm. Um, so, 
hopefully season five, whenever I get a chance to watch it, comes to Hulu. Um, you know, maybe it'll remedy all those issues. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I love um, the or I the one that I thought was like super fucked up that I was like Jesus Christ is the one where um, he sends that kid to that alternate reality. Oh yes, and that, he uh, has that to his daughter. That, yeah, because he he made for his daughter and he's in there. Yeah, right. and he has to like incest bestiality and like cannibalize the people the creatures yes. around him and they're Terrible. all like his children and wives and he, they all have to eat each other <laughs> yeah he's like time for time for dinner and like the one like bends over and backs up to him you're like gross um oh, uh i'm trying to think the god what was it i just saw it um okay I, actually Rattlestar Rick Lactica also did kind of kill me. It's the one where Morty gets bit by a snake and then gets a snake from Earth and, like, oh, draws the... on it and sends it back to the planet to, like... Because they yes. sent out an astronaut snake and it bit Morty and they kill it. He's oh, like, yes, yes. He's like, so we just, like, kind of, like, stopped a whole civilization's evolution because they're gonna think there's nothing out there and so like, he steals the spaceship and then just like the, it kills me the snake he gets from earth fucking like as he's going to chop it off it bites him he's like jesus christ and just like throws it in the fucking yeah like, the, he's the... trying to do it good and it fucking like it's the very last thing it does before he like does his good deed is it just fucking bites him one more time it's mm-hmm. like, the it snake pentagon and the snake jazz and then the fucking the terminator one that comes through the portals and they just right. keep coming through all the portals and it's just pure insanity oh god it's it's solid they, they keep going back in time and the god wait is it this one i'm trying to think is that the same one where rick like doesn't have a body at one point or is that a different one there's one remember. where like Rick's body keeps respawning in like mm-hmm. an alternate. He because he destroys his like phoenix. Oh and yeah, like, yeah. And, and he's, he's like popping up and the, like he he's like a he's like a slug. Yeah, the teddy bear Nazis. To, yeah, they're they're Nazis, and then he's like, oh shit. And then yeah. like the next one, he goes, it's like they're it's not their wasps, but it's like the one they're like lobsters or something like that. And he's like, yeah, you should have seen the Nazi like the the fascist yeah. world I was in before. And it was like, and then he turns, and it's like, fascist lobsters, and he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the Death Crystal one. I thought that one was good, too. Which one is the Death Crystal one? Oh, where he's like, he's just holding it in his pocket the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Or... And he's like, super like careful and stuff, and he's like, trying to find Jessica, I think, right? And he keeps seeing Jessica. Oh, like... He's talking to the judge, and he's like, he, he, uh, like, like, the sound he's trying to make, like, He's trying to say a message to the judge, but mm-hmm. he has no idea what the words are. So he just makes sounds until the crystal like yeah. looks right. He's like, he's like, he, 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 uh, why would he would? <laughs> he says like something from her like long lost husband. <laughs> he's just sitting there fucking super slow in the middle of the courtroom like. still really good um mm. i just feel like the highs aren't quite like you know what it is i think there are bits in all of these episodes that are killing me it's just there's not like a like the whole episode of just being like yeah. holy shit you know what i mean like 
The yeah, teeny yeah. verse one, like the whole episode is just like, oh my god. Like every next step is like just adding on and it's like more insane. Whereas this yeah. one, it's like every episode has like a little thing that's hilarious, but it's less prevalent throughout the whole episode. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes, and, it, and you know, I'm not really spoiling season five, but I feel like sometimes in season five, and, and there's two episodes specifically that, that have already aired that I, I rewatched this past weekend with some friends, and I, I especially watching those two back to back, sometimes I feel like in those episodes, they're not as tight, you know, like even as something like Pickle Rick or even as, you know, the Teenyverse, they end up just throwing just shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like if I were to explain to you what happened in this past episode, you'd be like, wait what right because like do you mind if i explain one episode sure Go ahead. yeah so in one uh rick has so morty finds this horse jerk off machine that beth uses okay. and he, he starts using it himself but then rick is trying to build um race of master horse people to go against the underground cannibal horse people and so he accidentally creates these semen monsters out of uh morty's sperm but then one of them is like a super smart like lady scientist sperm and they try to take over the world and so what they do is they put a giant egg to to pull all of the sperm from the world and the top of like the vegas pyramid but the egg is made out of summer because morty didn't tell anybody there was his sperm and so yeah. then the underground horse people join forces with the military to stop the semen from spreading to Summer's egg. But then one gets in and they form a giant incest baby that goes into space after the government shoots it up there. Ugh, yeah. So like it, like I'm, and that's a good <laughs> that's a good example of like a, a season four. Like not necessarily to that extent. But like I'm sure in that episode there are plenty of funny lines and there things are, that yes. happen. But like the episode as a whole just doesn't track well. You know what I mean? Like and I, and yeah. I think that's you know, maybe that that's some of what's missing in that season four as well. Whereas like season three you had whole episodes of just like everything's Part- tight, it's tracked, right. and yep, like, yep. It, we're we're hitting the same amount of jokes. But like it all just fits a little better. But you the know story, I mean? yes, yes, I agree completely. Like you're, you're so right about the, you know, the jo- the jokes, the lines are still there. Like Morty says, he's like, this would have never happened if you hadn't stuck your dick in a horse machine, Morty. And mm-hmm. Morty says, well, you know, I just can't change my nature. And then Rick <laughs> says, what are you, a scorpion and a Navajo fable? Everyone can change their nature, Morty. It's what defines our species. <laughs> yes, yeah, like that's perfect. Um, but it's just like if at the end of the day, like. That's what they say before they, like you said, launch a giant, like, horse people and the military launch a giant incest thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, right, right. what's really going on here? <laughs> right, like, before it would have been just either just the sperm, it would have been right. just the horse people, it would have been maybe horse people from outer space, it would have been more consistent, right? Right. Um, but, like you said, I, I think that we're reaching sort of, like, MCU-type stuff where, like, I said, you know, Black Widow, any other move any other movie series black widow would have been the peak because of how good it is but with the mcu you're like yeah it's okay and i feel like that's what the that's what this is like i think like that show or like those lines in that episode or like other episodes of season five and four you go this would be another comedy's best episode by far but because we're so used to the peak of previous seasons we're like yeah it's okay right Mm -hmm. like a good example of like it's not even it doesn't even track as like one of my favorite episodes but like it's Mm -hmm. super tight which is the episode where the dog is getting sentience. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, one's just, just... Where's my testicles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, it's fucking great. And then it's all a dream because it, like, the very beginning of it started with, like, an Inception bit, I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like, it's it's just super tight. Like, instead of having all these crazy things, it was like, we're gonna do an Inception bit, and then, like, at the very beginning, Jerry's gonna say, like, I wish I could understand what this dog was saying. And right. he's like, I don't know if you want to do that, and then, you know, the whole thing happens. But, like, really, at the end of the day, all it was is that, like, a dog, like a dog, gains sentience and an inception bit. And like, right, and even start, if they do, they start at the same point, they veer off, and they come exactly right back to the center, like right, at, the, right. at the right time, like at the climax, as opposed yeah. to just like throwing shit, like you said, just throwing shit at the wall, and then you know it, someone's gonna stick because it's got a good joke with it. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and even something like where they do that, that Friday or not Friday, the Freddy Krueger like ripoff. He's like, come <laughs> here, bitch. You know the guy with the, yeah. the like syringes. Yeah. It's a it's a funny bit because it's like he's just come here, bitch, and it's like a parody of something, but it's like it's so dream related, right? Because that's where right. that's the whole Freddy Krueger thing. It's like why are right. we in the fucking factory? It's like oh, that's a Freddy Krueger thing because it's in dreams. Like it it tracks. It's a parody. It is an they go into but his dreams and it's like him in elementary school. It's like when someone's running away and you're going to kill them. What do you say? He's yeah, like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so like it, it all still just fits into the two bits we've started with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, season four is just not as tight. It sounds like season five may suffer from the same thing, but at the end of the day, it's still great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, that's, uh, that's what we've been watching and playing. Um, mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about uh, the NBA? Yes, so much shit has gone down. So, you know, I think the day after we recorded the last episode, they had the um, the draft. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State was taken first overall by the Detroit Pistons. And I don't I don't really know the, the rest. I, I think, you know, um, I usually know at least like the top five-ish or you hear about this guy or that guy. But I, I feel like I didn't really hear about this. I think having it sort of be off, off calendar this will be the last thing that's off calendar for the NBA, right? I think after this, they're sort of back on track. I think having it be off calendar sort of screws it up. We're like, you, you know, you are usually not this late and you usually mm-hmm. spend all of June going over the drafts and the picks and stuff. Um, but yeah, Cade Cunningham, number one. Um, that's really all I know in terms of picks, but yeah, honestly, I didn't even really pay attention to the draft. If I'm being yeah. honest, like mm-hmm. I, I, I just did not pay attention at all. Um, yeah. I mean, I literally just looked at the guy that Nick's got, and I'm, he's a power forward. Which seems like an odd choice, considering I have Obi Toppin and uh, Julius Randle. But yeah, fuck it. What's one more? Um, but <laughs> I, I really don't even have a, a, any. I didn't look into it enough to be able to tell you any particular thing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I knew Kate Cunningham was uh, gonna go first. I, I felt like that was there was like talk of like. Different people going first, but yeah. it kind of seemed like it was always going to be Kate Cunningham. Yeah, and there's, like, Jalen Green, the dude from, like, the J League. And it so, like, you know, when they're not coming from Duke or Kentucky or Carolina or, or even Kansas, it's like you go, oh, he's from the G League. But there's, like, no, like, oh, when he played, you know, when he played, you know, this Baylor, he put up these many points. You go, like, oh, he played, you know, Idaho Raptors. He right. Put up 30, and you go, oh, cool. I don't know what that means. Exactly. Right? So... Uh, but no, I totally agree. I felt the same way about the draft, which, you know, like I said, usually before I, I know at least, you know, the top five or the top three, you know, like a couple of years ago, I was like Andre Ayton and Trey Young and Luca and then like Marvin Bagley and then, you know, Jason Tatum and, you know, like the guys, maybe they don't go first or maybe they don't go in the top 10, but you at least have a spatial awareness of them. But this season, I just felt like it's pro- probably uh, 
not not the uh, not the case at all for me. And it sounds like not for you either. Yeah. Um. So the uh, the draft happened uh, basically is <laughs> um, what we have to add to that. Um. Car Carmelo and Russell Westbrook both went to the Lakers. Yeah. So now they're like the oldest team in the league. Like I love this. Like I think you know they get back. Dwight Howard, they get back Wayne Ellington, who they were all on the team. Somebody else, Kent Bazemore, I think he's back, but I think he also played for them. Um, And then there was one more player that also played for them that is now back. But, yeah, Kuz is gone. I think those two pickups are just straight fucking poison for that team. Like, I cannot. Mello and Westbrook? I cannot imagine it going well. There's not a scenario I, alive where I feel like that that will go well. I think you picked two of the most. I don't even know if I necessarily mean this in like a bad way, but like two very ego driven people to add to this team to play six man, seventh man roles. You know what I mean? Like like I, I mean Westbrook will probably start i don't even know who their point guard would be if it wasn't yeah it'll it'll be him and tht yeah so i mean like they're there but like the way lebron felt about jr smith which is that like he loved having him around but like you know you you could tell there were moments where he's like what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. like that is just going to be amplified times a thousand Russell Westbrook is just the best version of J.R. Smith, which is that, like, like he's not going to, he's not going to take as many crazy shots as J.R. Smith, like, shots-wise, but he's a much worse shooter, so that washes, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like J.R. Smith is a better shooter, so he makes more of the terrible shots. He's going to take less terrible shots, but the thing is, he's a much worse shooter. So he's still, like, at the end of the day, I feel like you're going to be just as mad at him on those um, and then the problem is, is that like, he's gonna, he's gonna see someone that he thinks he's better than, and he's gonna be like, I'm gonna just fucking drive it and dunk all over this guy. And you're gonna have like LeBron and Anthony Davis just standing there like, what the fuck happened? And then like, Carmelo's gonna shoot every fuck, and like, he's gonna shoot like every fucking time he touches it. It's just like, I, I just can't imagine this going well in any sort of scenario. Yeah, I mean, well, early on, I thought I wouldn't. Whenever they signed Russ, I was like, "Oh, Russ and LeBron." I was like, oh, "I don't know," but then I was like, "They just got to get in some shooters," and I think they've done that. I mean, they got Malik Monk, they got Wayne Ellington, which I think is is huge. I think he, you know, he's a really really great pickup for them. Um, I forget who else shot really. Kent Bazemore, I think they said he played pretty well last year, and he he has a pretty good shooting uh, average. I think even uh, Trevor Ariza, I think shot thirty five percent last year, and he's old, but I think you know it'll be like. David West a couple years ago. You know, he's just trying to give him like a couple of minutes here or there. Um, Malik Monk going to them. I thought that was huge. And he shot something like, I think like 40 or 41% from three last year. So I think, and, and Melo, I think he also, I think he shot 40 as well. So I just, I I, I worry about it in terms of like, uh, I'm going to just call it basketball IQ. Like, like I just, from the out, even from the outside looking in, as like as just a casual watcher, like mm. even Carmelo at his best, you'd be like, "Ooh, I don't like know why you took that shot. That was a bad one." You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Russell Westbrook at his absolute peak, there were there's a lot of like, "I don't know, that was a bad decision." And so like, 
I understand. So I, I feel as though once you're older in that in that respect, like Kyrie's not going to do it. But like maybe at that age, you know, there's a certain level of just like, you know, LeBron's like the guy, and we're going to like even even as good as you may think you're be like or you think you are like. LeBron's kind of the guy there. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, he kind of makes the decisions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, it, you're just, like, Carmelo, like, there's all sorts of controversy around whether he wanted to be a bench player or not. And it's, like, these guys have built their whole career on basically just being, like, no, I'm, like, let's put it this way. I, I, I would wonder if if Kobe and LeBron could work together on a team. Right? Because, like, I feel like there are times where LeBron would be like, the smart move is to pass it, and Kobe being like, no, fuck this. Like, it, it, it's clutch time, I'm shooting. You know what I mean? Even if it's, like, the absolute wrong play. Mm-hmm. It's like, there are times where I'd wonder if they could they can play together. Hmm. Carmelo is just a lower IQ version of that, right? Like, in, ter- right. Not in terms of, like, making good decisions. You know what I mean? Like, like, I think, let's put it this way, I think Carmelo and Kobe probably both shoot during the same moments, like choosing mm-hmm. to shoot over making like the correct basketball play. I think the difference is, is I trust that Kobe maybe scanned the room and then just decided like no one else is good enough, I just need to do this. Like I, like Kobe was like three people guarding me on a fadeaway is still better than one person guarding this guy on a wide open three. You know, or like, you know, just like it's a higher chance of me going in. I think Carmelo is just fucking like, I'm shooting this. You know what I mean? Like, that's the mm-hmm. thought process. It's like, I'm Carmelo. Fade away. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, <laughs> same thing with Russell Westbrook. It's like, I'm Westbrook. I'm going to fucking dunk this. And it's like, but, like, why did you choose to do that? And I just can't imagine a world where LeBron doesn't want to pull, like, the two remaining hair follicles on his head out. Like, I, I just, mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine a scenario where LeBron's not just, like, Get me away from these fucking people by the trade deadline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, he likes them personally, but the moment he goes to work with them, he's going to be like, this was a fucking mistake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it'll be like, you know, 2020 when he sort of, you know, put that team together with Anthony Davis or if it'll like, I don't know, crash and burn kind of like this year. I mean, you know, AD got hurt and it should be his team, but I mean, I mean I'm interested to see how sort of how it works together. You know, people keep putting the jokes like wow this team would have won it all in 2013 you know but um the thing is the the general framework of like the lebron surrounded by a bunch of like veteran minimum people Mm -hmm. the difference is is all of those veteran minimum people were like journeymen right like it it was like you got david west you got rajon rondo you got uh uh, like i'm drawing blanks but like yeah Danny Green, like like none Danny, yep, of these, yep. none of these people have ever been all stars. I'm sure some of them were all star, but you know what I mean. Like, but I mean, like none of them have ever been superstars. Is the word I want to use. Like no one, right, right. None of them were like, like mellows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think like, like, like Vince, like Vince Carter is the only example I have of this off the top of my head ever working, of like someone who was like the fucking guy at one point and then just was like i'm okay just coming off the bench like I'm, yeah well, i'm I think okay Mello, just I mean... getting my shots but see the thing is i don't know mellow like i like it worked well in the trailblazers but the thing is like with the trailblazers i guess what i worry about is that like even when it was started going well for the hit mellow with the trailblazers it wasn't because he accepted his role it's because like 
he started taking a lot of shots like he always does, and he just played better than he had been playing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like, if if he doesn't start playing better than he had been playing, but, like, I I guess, like, I've never seen Melo just take a reduced role and, like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, even when he takes, like, a slightly smaller role, he's still, like, I'm shooting as much because I'm Melo. Like, I shoot. And so it's, like, I just don't know how this works when you're, like, the fourth guy on the team. You know what I mean? Right, right. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what what his minutes will look like because – also, um, Miller you know, popped off, I think, when other people were hurt on that team. You know what I mean? And it was like, somebody had to step up. Because yeah, it was like, I, just Dame. I feel like CJ McCollum might have been hurt. Or whatever. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was just Dame. And like, somebody else had to step up. Mello was like, more than willing to be like, I'll shoot it! Um, so, like, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, he averaged, he, his minutes were 24 and a half. So like, not a lot, but also like, like you said, he, he probably got the majority of those minutes. attempts in those minutes. You know what I mean? Like, like, right, right. What is the ratio of like... The amount of time he was in the game, plus like every time he tested, he shot it. Yeah. Inside, uh, so just I don't know that works with a team with LeBron on it, who's like so like no, you make the right fucking play. Like, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you know, we'll see, and hopefully, you know, they're they're not too old by by around this time next year. Um, I was looking at these uh, the list of deals. You know, there's like a bunch of one year deals, a bunch of three years, you know, two year deals. But I'm also surprised that like, well, well, the big ones, you know, are Steph. Average, you know, he agreed to a four-year deal, two hundred and fifteen. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Trey Young, two hundred mil from the Hawks, which is fucking Oof. insane. Yeah. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Shy. Uh, Gil, Gil, Gilius Alexander. Yeah. That dude's getting five years, one seventy-two. Yeah, I, and I saw I saw a tweet or something where someone was talking about. It. They were like. I wish they they named like some great player and they're like, well, he's on that trajectory. And I was like, I hit the fucking Snoop Dogg. Who? Uh, like, <laughs> I was like, excuse me. Like, I'm right. not like some he's of these not dudes playing are... great, but like, I, where did that come from? Right. Like, the, like some of this, like, this, like so you know, Derek Rose, three years, forty three mil. That's a good bit. And I think even Chris Paul had like some insane amount of money. Um, let me see. Chris Paul is four years, one twenty. He's like thirty-seven, right? Like, Jesus. and it's it's in, it's insane to me. Like some of these guys, uh, Duncan Robinson, five years, ninety mil. But some of these guys have like such a small, and they'll be like one year, t- five mil, one year, ten mil. And then you have a guy like um, D- D- Doug McDermott. Remember him, Doug McDermott? Yeah. Three years, forty-two mil. See, you look at Doug McDermott getting three years, forty-two mil, and you're like, Derrick Rose, three years, forty-three mil, not bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a bad pickup. Exactly. And then Lonzo, four years, eighty-five mil. That's nuts. Like, I... is he even George... good? Like, I like, I'm like, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I don't even know if Lonzo's good. Like, not just like. First of all, not an all star. Like he, he's not gonna be like an all star. I just I feel like we can look at his career and kind of just be like, I don't think you're going to be like making the all star team perennially. You know what I mean? You may get like one or two of them, but you ain't getting like. Let's put it this way: Lamelo is definitely going to be better than Lonzo. I feel like we can say that. Oh there. yeah, yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Like, what the fuck are you paying him eighty four mil for? I feel like that's just so much. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't. 
they said, I mean, somebody uh, tweeted out Lonzo Ball last year made more threes than Trey Young, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Chris get Middleton, Devin Booker, here. Seth There's Curry, no and LeBron Please James. Get, stop. No, you're lying. Yeah. I, look, I, I don't care what stat you throw in front of me right now. I'm just going to say you're lying. Like, yeah, <laughs> you could literally play me a video of every single one of his three-pointers. I would be like, you just edited and duplicated. And you like you scrubbed up some good 2K footage to make that fucking work. Because there's no way with his goofy-ass shot that he made more threes than all those people. I refuse that's, to believe it. I know. That's, I saw the tweet and I was like... I, I guess he averaged 14.6 points per game on 41, 38, 78. And he's getting 80 mil for that. Stop it. <laughs> and it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like you see these guys who have these fucking just gigantic ones. And then you guys like Patty Mills to the Nets, two years, 12 mil. You go, okay. And then you have somebody just being like, you know, really gay, two years, 12 mil. You go, okay, that's a good bit of money, but it's not like insane. And then, you know, like I said, Spencer Dinwiddle, three years, 62 mil. Yeah, I mean, yeah. John Dinwiddle. Collins, five years, 125. Yeah. Holy shit. All right, real quick, I just want... Yeah, he, he made more threes than Trey Young. I just... I. just am still, like, <laughs> in fucking awe. I saw that tweet, and I was like, do they mean, like, in, like, 2K? And in a higher or... percentage. Yeah. What? What? Did he change his whole jump shot? When did this I happen? I guess so. That's the why, like, I didn't, why was this I didn't not see him a play bigger at all. deal? Why were people not literally shitting their pants on ESPN? <laughs> like, just being like, oh my god, he fucking did it! Like this is insane. And so, and, and like, um, like look at like this deal I just saw. So you know Bobby Portis, right? The dude that was like yeah, crazy integral. To the yeah. Bucks, right? Two years, nine mil. That's it. Like, yeah. Fucking um, what's his name? Two years, nine mil, and then Evan Fournier is getting four years, seventy-eight mil from the Knicks. Well, all right. So before you, first of all, didn't even know the Knicks signed him. Um, the fact that we paid that much for him means nothing. Like, like, like you can look at any deal the Knicks did and just be like, probably bad. Um, yeah. but to the Knicks defense, he did absolutely just fucking pop off in the Olympics for no fucking reason. So, oh yeah, I mean, then you go, all right, let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, not gonna go hey, worth every penny. Quick, quick, how oh, Jared Allen? You know Jared Allen, big Afro guy. Yeah, I think he's the center. How old do you think he is? Twenty-seven. He is twenty-three. Damn. Yeah, so I mean, the man that, is twenty three, and he just signed a five year, one hundred million dollar contract. That's that's worth it. You lock that dude up if he's only twenty three because mm-hmm. he's fucking great on defense. That's fucking solid signing by whoever did that. Was it the Nets? Cavs. Oh, Cavs. Okay, that's um, nuts because then you know he's you know he's twenty three now, five years by twenty eight, he's gonna get another hundred mil, right? Yeah, that's nuts. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add to the signings. Um, no, I, um, well, Kemba, Kemba. Oh yeah, Kemba mm-hmm. to the to the, to the garden, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, I don't know about five like, years I, too late for sure. But like I, I'm in this weird thing where I'm like I don't know. All right, he's definitely not old Kemba, but like, is he is he like that? Is, is he as washed up as everybody's telling me? Is I don't know. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, he had one bad year, really. Like, one like right. bad year. And, like, people are acting like he's, like, washed, washed. So, like, you know, that, that may not, that's not a bad pickup. You know what I mean? For Also, we have zero shooting. Um, right. So, between him and Fournier, you know, maybe we shore that up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, like, he he is somebody who, like, like you said, he's only one year removed from being, like, an all-star. Like, you know, like, not right. this past summer, but two summers ago, or whenever, we were talking about him getting 215 mil from the Hornets, right? Like, right. this is a max contract dude, right? So, I know people drop off fast, I know it, you know, some people just fall off a cliff, like D-Wade, or, you know, whoever, um, but... Not this fast, right? Like this, this would be two years from being an ulcer. Right. Like it takes something catastrophic, like Isaiah Thomas, where it's like he got hurt and they played him through it, and you know he destroyed yeah. his life. But like, yeah, uh, that's like that's a decent bet to take. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe you know he, the tales of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. Um, that would be good. That would be cool having him and um, Randall and Barrett and. Yeah, for everybody. Sure. Yeah. I was bummed that they had to like go uh, Reggie Bullock go, or like they hit you know he, they yeah. couldn't sign him because I thought he was a great shooter and he was really good on the team. Um, and then, uh, but we can we can wrap up this NBA talk with a question that I got from a friend. Um, no, we were, huh? No, you can ask your question. The answer is no. <laughs> okay. Well, this is so this is interesting. Okay, so she put in the group me. She was like, hey. Is Kevin Durant cool? And in that moment, my brain go like I was like, oh yeah, let me respond. She was like, ever is Durant, is Kevin Durant good be- or cool? Because you know, if I call a friend KD, is he gonna take? Is he gonna be insulted? And I was like, oh, uh, Kevin Durant, he is. Well, you call me he? Kevin Durant, we're throwing hands. Like, like, and, like and I told her, I was like, it's you just called me like wildly oversensitive and just like. I thought I was like, it's so bizarre because like, you know, I, I think it was Dragonfly Jones or somebody on Twitter before who said, it's weird how this dude is going to end up being top 10 all time, maybe squeak into top five somehow, right? Right. And he doesn't have like super fans, right? Like Kobe Bryant, super fans, LeBron James, super fans, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, even Russell Westbrook, right? Um, Kyrie has like people who really like him. But KD, there's like, no KD stance. There's no like KD super stance, right? And I just thought that was so bizarre. He's it, it, it's such a weird thing, right? It, it's like, but it, but it makes sense, right? Like like KD would have stands if he was still in Oklahoma City. This is not to say like if he goes back, it's all better. Like, but like, mm-hmm. I. Let's put it this way: Giannis is going to have stands forever now, oh, right? Absolutely. Like, like yeah. if he as long, as long as he is in Milwaukee, he will have stands forever. Like, yeah. like Dirk won one in Dallas, and you couldn't tell a single motherfucker in Dallas that like Dirk wasn't the best in the league. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. Um. So like, but like he left, he left Oklahoma City, right? And so then you're you're getting rid of all the fan base that's like. We, you know, we love you because you toughed it out for your home team, blah, 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 right? You, you lose all that. You could possibly gain the people like, you do what you got to do to win. You know what I mean? Like, winners. But you lose them when you're, like, on Twitter, on burner accounts, like, arguing with people. And, like, the thing is, is he's tried to do this backtrack where now he just, like, openly argues with people. 
But, like, mm-hmm. it's too late. Like, we knew you were, like, every time now he argues with someone, I'm just like, you you want to do this from alternate account right now, but you got caught. Like, like let's put it this way. Yeah. If if he had never gotten caught, he would still be doing it from alternate accounts. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. he would have never just all of a sudden started shit-talking people because he didn't for the first fucking ten years he was in the league or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like he, he was not that dude who was out here just shit-talking, like, random people. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's hard... It, it, you know what it is? It's, uh... Never mind. This is not a good example because he's not, like... This person does have the most amount of, like, stance. But, like, it's the it's the Drake level of just, like, I don't even know who you are. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, I can't mm-hmm. place you. Like, I have no idea, like, what Kevin Durant at his core is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, like, I, I feel like if you don't have the fans that just stuck with you because of where you were at... If, if, if I can't tell who you are or, like, I just, like, why would I ever be a Kevin Durant super fan right now? Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, I would say he's, like, he's, like, Big Sean with Drake's track list. Right. Exactly. You know? Like, the stats are there. The hits are there. But, like, nobody goes, Big Sean's my favorite, right? Right. Like, people like Big Sean. He's great. You know, he puts out, you know, albums that are solid sometimes. But nobody goes, oh, my gosh, he's coming. Oh, he's going on tour. I can't wait. Right? Like, right. And I feel like it's like that. Well, you know, this is even better, too, because the thing is, is, like, people probably were like that when his first album dropped. Mm-hmm. That finally famous tour. But then everything after, just like everything after Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City, it's like, well, now we're just kind of, like. <laughs> so I told her, I was like, well, look, like. I think so, like, just enough. I think, you know, he had his burner thing, but then people still, like, like his tweets and still crack up and, and, you know, retweet him and, you know, people like him, but they don't, I don't know if he's, like, the guy, you know, you know, that he was never the guy with the Warriors and he's not the guy with the Nets. So, like, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, I, it's her question, I, it, it's a question that should come in or that I should have said and be like, yes, absolutely. Like, yes. Uh, two-time, you know, NBA champion, two-time Finals MVP, one of the all-time greats, potentially top ten, maybe even top five one day. Absolutely, yes, of course. Or it should have been as simple the other way, like a Carl Malone. Hell no, fuck Carl Malone, right? Right. But I was kind of like, like I read it and my brain literally froze. And like after I sort of answered it to her, I put it on the on the you know our discussion list because I was like, I I I honestly think it is incredibly fascinating how neutral i feel toward kevin durant where most players russ i you know i really like him i love how he plays or luca or trey young or Giannis or whoever right you have an opinion but for him to be somebody of his caliber of his stature and people go yeah he's all right it's just i think just kind of weird yeah it is it is odd for sure i i feel like yeah i just like i'm trying to figure out like I guess what I'm saying is if you're a super fan of somebody, right, it's because they scratch a particular itch, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, Kevin Durant, you had, like, or not Kevin Durant, that's the fucking person we're talking about. Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. it's, like, the unflappable demeanor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Steph, it's just, like, the, the like, loosey-goosey, like, scoring of it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. the dame, it's just, like, the constant daggers. You know what I mean? Like, Allen Iverson's the flash in it. It's Michael Jordan. You know, just Kobe more. Um, yes. LeBron, you just have, like, the overwhelming sense of, like, kind of dominance. You know what I mean? Like, the, mm-hmm. the like just seeing everything better than everybody else. I don't know what your thing is. 
Giannis is like dominance, but also like being the guy to just do it where you're at. You know what I mean? Like to just like make it work where you're at without getting help. Um, Kawhi even is like the cold, just killer. You know what I mean? Like the cold calculating, just like I came here to play basketball and I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what your thing is if you're a Kevin Durant fan. Like, what is the thing that you point to if you're a Kevin Durant super fan to be like, that's the thing he does? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's a better scorer than Steph, but, like, I just feel like I would rather be a Steph fan than a KD fan. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. because Steph has the added benefit of just, I've been in Golden State, and I did it in Golden State with the team that was drafted around me. And I, granted, like, that's not to say he didn't have help. It like the team drafted incredibly well, and they did get Kevin Durant. But yeah. like to that extent, like, Kevin Durant came to them. You know what I mean? Like right. it, like as much as they wanted the help, also like at the end of the day, you look at that and you be like, Kevin Durant wanted a ring. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. So it's like I, I just like I can't come up with a. I, I'd rather be a Dame fan than a, than a KD fan in terms of like you know just putting daggers and. You know, sending your team down for the count with like these right. crazy shots. Like I just, I just don't know what Kevin Durant brings you that I wouldn't rather just be a fan of somebody else for. Again, right. game still right. with the Trailblazers. I think, I think that plays a little bit into it. Like I'm not necessarily one of these people that be like, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a shame that everyone teams up nowadays instead of playing against each other. I, like I don't feel that way, but like. At the end of the day, it still is more impressive if you do it where you're at and, like, by yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just like we said, all rings aren't created equal. And that's yeah. not to say, like, I- I'm shitting on the rings of people who don't do that. But, like, it's just more impressive if you didn't. And so, mm-hmm. like, you have Dame just sticking it out in Portland. I mean, I, th- I think he asked for a trade. But, like, hmm. like Dame has been just like, I'm just going to stick it out. And that's, I mean, Kawhi went to Toronto, but it's not like Toronto was a powerhouse and then he showed mm-hmm. up. So I just, I just can't come up with a reason why you'd ever choose Kevin Durant. I know I said that like four times now, but like that's <laughs> that's my end point. Is like I just I I don't know what. When you look at a KD thing, I just don't know. Like you're like that's the thing I admire most about Kevin Durant is how sensitive he is off the court. Like I I, I just don't know. <laughs> I like the way that he left Russell Westbrook after he lost. Like I like I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, my answer is no. He's definitely not cool. Like, uh, he's not as uncool as he used to be, but he's still not cool. You know, that fucking gif of him dancing in the hallway, bro. It's just the least Uh, cool shit. Like, his uh, stupid little, like, his feet just going back and forth, but he's not actually doing anything. Yeah. Well. Yeah, not cool. uh, (laughs) Not not cool. Just never will be. God. He should be, though. He's like, like you said, he's going to be in like the top 10 of all time. You tell me he's not mm-hmm. going to have these stands, but the answer is no, he's not. Fuck Kevin yep. Durant. Yeah. Dumbass here. Saying. And it just <laughs> gets the fuck out of my face. Uh, uh, God, yeah. No, fuck Kevin Durant. Um, <laughs> yo, and I would have just, I was hoping he came to the Knicks so fucking bad. Um, <laughs> the duality of man. I know, it's like, if he comes to me, he's like, fuck him. He's like, he's running with your team. Oh, okay, yeah, I know, he's the greatest. He's the all-time. <laughs> you, can't, you can't deny the talent. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, is that where we want to end the end the podcast? Um, um, is on uh, fuck Kevin Durant, or do you want to hit one of these last, uh, these last other things? 
here. Like, we can hit one of them real quick, like ten minutes, right, yeah, if you want. Which one? Um, either one. I'm cool with either one. All right, let's uh, let's go to the video game news one, just because I feel like uh, I feel like I it might get tossed to the side a little quicker than the other one. Um, yeah. Which is that? Uh, so there's a giant scandal at Activision and Blizzard, um, mm-hmm. which is just like wildly mistreating women in the workplace and like it goes the thing is is I feel like unfortunately this is something that a lot of people would just be like oh whatever you know what I mean like it's just like they, they like oh that's terrible but then they just kind of push it under the rug but mm-hmm. like the degree to which this was happening is so utterly egregious that it's like fuck like this it's it's one of those things where I'm like I legit I, I don't think I'll buy another Blizzard Activision game like I, I just don't think I will. Yeah, I mean, Which I like, uh, I love Diablo. I loved Overwatch. Like those are probably just off the menu for me now. Yeah, I like I um. What was I gonna say? I was just thinking. I'm I'm watching Mythic Quest right now, right? And it's sort of the same thing. It's like they make. I mean, it pretty much is Blizzard, right? Like the people that they're based on, because they make this like um, World of Warcraft type game where people sign on, and it's like medieval and shit, right? Right. Um, and it's just so bizarre watching that show and then, you know, reading all the news about, you know, how it's like a frat culture there and they're drinking and the harassment of women and stuff. Um, because the show, like, mentions it, but then it also does the, like, well, you know, we're all just family here thing. But I, right. but I don't think it does it, like, uh, at its face. I think it, it does do, like, a tongue-in-cheek, like, you know, there's only one, like, woman programmer, right? And there's only, like one female like creative in the company and stuff and i don't know i, I feel like sometimes the, the the show tries to have its cake and eat it too where it's like hey like shit's pretty bad for real but then it goes well you know what can you do um and i'm i'm still waiting to see if, if they end up do doing well I'm, I'm early in season two so i don't i don't know if it maybe they'll touch it in season you know later the season or maybe in season three having this news come out they'll touch it or maybe spend like one episode where it's a little bit more serious or maybe they have an angle that maybe they use comedy or they you know they, they sort of go hey well like look like we can't make a show about a video game company now in this time and not face this elef- gigantic fucking elephant in the room right yeah like the thing is like i said it's it's like the the minor version of this is so prevalent that like it, it's one of those things that would just get swept under the rug. You know what I mean? Like like mm. the the more basic version of this where it's like there's only one of the programmers. You know what I mean? Like that shit's just commonplace. And as awful as it is, like that's one thing that people will just say like, Oh, you know, it sucks. You know what yeah. I mean? And they'll like move. they'll they'll fire the guy and they'll be like, Well, you know, we're we're training we're changing this. We're running these courses right, and then they go. We're moving on. But now, you know, reading you know the article you sent me, and and you know hearing stuff like that have that have, you know ended up causing the president or CEO to resign. It's like yeah. So like oh, this is like the yeah, whole so thing. The two the two big things I remember reading in that was that like all the guys would get drunk at the office and then basically just walk around groping and sexually harassing women like while they're there trying to work. Like, that's right. fucking horrible. Like, that's... Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Right. Like, look, if if the company only if hires one woman at one of these positions, like, 
how much can I blame each individual person that works there for that, right? Like, it's a bigger problem for sure, but, like, I can't point to the one programmer that has a job and be like, you're the reason. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that. But it's like, you're all just being scumbags. Like, so it's like, I can point at all of you. And then, like, the fucking... What's nuts to me is it led to... The sexual harassment led to one woman who I believe went on a work trip to a convention with her boss and the sexual harassment led to her committing suicide. Like, I don't understand how that wasn't bigger news. Like, that, like, how did I not hear about that when that happened? And so, like, to a certain degree, it has to just be, like, I feel like it has to just be some sort of, like, PR and crowd control on Blizzard's part for that to not get out. And, like, the fact that you... Because there's no way that doesn't get out, like, just naturally, right? Like, something had to have been done to keep that from coming out. And the idea that, like, a company would spend time to protect that person is just absolutely insane. And so it's, like, that's, like, one of those things where it's, like, the the whole thing's just fucking rotten. You know what I mean? Like, like, Mm -hmm. top to bottom, I feel like, at that point. Like, when the CEO of, like, or I think it was, like, vice president, um, like, is resigning and they're doing, like... Holy, like, let's put it this way. The state of California is the one suing Blizzard and Activision. It's not, like, one person or their family. Like, the state of California was like, this shit's fucking atrocious. Like, we're going Exactly, it's like, we have heard so much of this that it's like, hey, like, we need to, like, step in. Right, and, and I, out of all industries, this is the one that's got to be the worst about just, like, general sexism in, in terms of, like... You know, women not getting positions they should be on. Like, just the industry in itself, like, kind of leads to that, I feel like. So, for them to pick out this one in a whole industry that I feel like is terrible for this, and just be like, this one's particularly heinous. Like, I don't know what the fuck you do. Like, I... I, Yeah. 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 And so, like, that's... It it fucking sucks. Uh, We've talked about this before, like, comedians doing shit, and, like, people being like, oh, everybody just wants to cancel everybody. It's like, no, I would rather just, like... I would rather just when Overwatch 2 gets announced, not be conflicted and just buy the game and play it. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm going to be like, I'm supporting that company. And so, like, right. I just don't want to fucking do it. <laughs> right. And, like, um, especially in, in an industry, like you said, that, that where, you know, it's not the easiest to be a woman, whether it's a fan or in the business itself. It's like, you know, movies didn't have a Gamergate, right? They didn't have, you know... Um, I'm trying to think of other industries like magazines, publishing, journalism. Yes, there's sexism there, but it's like this one. Video games, especially, I think, are so fucking toxic when it comes to women that to see it um, happen, you know, not again because it hasn't happened at this company yet, but seeing it happen in 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 an in an arena or in an area where you go fuck this like God, like what are you, are you gonna learn because like this again because like we you know like you would have thought that they would have seen what happened in you know twenty fourteen and been like hey like we gotta be extra careful because shit's like really really bad right and not but they just went all in instead they're like yeah, yeah fuck it like <laughs> like that's so insane like mm-hmm. the, having having events where like men are just walking around sexually harassing women that is like on its own like a level of like whoa what the fuck like Mm. and then for that to not be like so the article i first read talked about that specifically 
And I brought it to a group chat I was in. I was like, yo, this shit's crazy. And they were like, oh, I, I said, like, this Activision Blizzard shit is just insane to me. And they're like, oh, yeah, the part where the woman, like, was so distraught, like, from all of these actions from, like, her boss that she killed herself. And I was like, excuse me? Like, that wasn't even in the thing I read. And that's, like, a whole nother level. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, like what? Like, how did it even get to that? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Like, that is so just, like... And this is probably a certain level of privilege coming in, but, like, it's so just fucking, like, holy shit, what are you talking about? And I'm sure there are women out there that are like, yeah, that's just how shit is for us. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like how are there not more checks and balances in place to keep this kind of shit from happening? And, like, the answer is just like, that's because no one gives a shit. But, like, holy fuck! <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it just... It's not a good note to end the podcast on, but, like, just, like, goddamn, like, you could have, here's the thing, you know what would have helped sales for your next couple games? Avoiding all of this, because now, exactly. like, like, as much, like, whatever, and there's a really popular streamer that, like, used to stream World of Warcraft. I don't watch him personally at all, but his name's, like, Asmongold, um, mm-hmm. and he was talking about it, and, like, he's even had his own little, like, you know, bad looks in terms of, like, you know, sexism and that kind of thing. Um, But, like, even he, like, the point he brought it to, which is, like, not even a moral point, it's just, like, a literal, like, he was, like, there's uh, reports that, like, men are just not working. Like, like the men there at similar positions and positions above other women are just not working and pawning all their work off on, like, the couple women because they know that, like, nobody's going to say anything to him. Mm-hmm. From his standpoint, he was saying, like, even outside of all your moral and ethical logic, like, do you think that makes the game better? Like, like at the end of the day, do you think you now have a better product because they, like, a bunch of people have shoved work on another person that is now going to be overworked? Like, like even at the end of the day, this isn't even good for the product. Like, not only is it bad morally and ethically, it's also not good for the game you're playing. So it's like, like even more so. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, like compromise. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It'd be one thing if it, it. All right, like if you were like, we didn't hire any women for this game at all. But at the end of the day, like you thought all the men that you hired were all legitimately the best for the job. Whether that's moral, ethical, like I can at least say like you you did what you thought was best for the product. But like this isn't even that. Like your game's mm-hmm. gonna be worse, and you were dickheads and shitheads about it. It's like I don't know what the fuck. This is a lose lose for you. How how did you even let this happen? I just it's fucking nuts. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't be buying Overwatch two or Diablo yeah. four, which is a fucking shame because I was actually really excited about both of those. Well, hopefully this will be, you know, other places will clean their shit up if there's something even remotely happening like this. Or, you know, this will definitely, hopefully, lead to change at you know, Activision Blizzard. But, or, you know, or I seen. mean, I don't know if they're, they might be too big. But, like, if another company ends up buying them, you know what I mean? Like, I'll probably give it a shot again. I, I just, like, I can't support that company with those people in place. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like. Regardless of all who resigns, like there, I feel like there's going to be too many. Like, you never. 
the weasels are going to squirm their way out of it and still be there. You know what I mean? It's kind of right, like right. what happens. So, yeah, until like they're bought out or someone buys out those IPs, like I probably just won't be touching them, which is a fucking shame. Um, but yeah. you know, it uh, it is what it is, and and you know, some some people, it, none of it matters. They're just going to be like, I just want to play the game, and so, I mean, I I get that, but for me, it's just like I I can't. Like, I'm going to know at the end of the day that that is what I'm promoting. You know what I mean? That That's where I put invested my money is that, and I just I can't do it. So Yeah. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. fucking atrocious. And hopefully, like you said, hopefully the rest of the industry as a whole sees this. Again, because it's not just a person. Like, the whole entire state of California is, like, coming for you. Um, <laughs> have you seen that video of the dude getting tased? It's like a big black dude getting tased, and then he gets tased, and he just points at someone else. Because he doesn't go down. He gets tased and he points it. He's like, I'm coming for you, bitch. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like uh-huh. that's, that, that was California, right? Like, all this office, <laughs> like, I'm coming for you, bitch. Um, uh-huh. So hopefully every other state, or not state, every other publisher, like, realizes, like, oh, we really got to tighten shit up around here. Or else it's going to be yeah. a problem. Because not, like, not only will our reputation be scarred, they are coming after us criminally. <laughs> <laughs> so. Exactly the end of the day there's a silver lining possibly um so yeah if you uh we'll end it on this fucking sour note <laughs> probably should have just stopped at the nba um <laughs> uh so you know if you want to catch me you can catch me at team money bags on instagram and twitter and i'm at evercastro 92 on instagram if you want to catch the podcast directly, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us directly, mm-hmm. differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained. We will catch you guys next week. Peace. See you.